0: Expectations.
1: was that cutting out for y'all too it's kind of choppy, choppy. oh yeah okay all right we're gonna do it again oh, oh. Yeah.
0: expectations
1: <laughs> well boys that's the magic of live cinema
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, gonna have to, gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to figure that out man jeez Maybe I'll just send you the audio file. But uh, as as the the duly devoted fans of Friends and Low Expectations have probably put together by now, we're trying out a new a new platform for recording Friends and Low Expectations, and uh, this is kind of like the the beta test of it. So. Um, hopefully it goes well and uh if not bear with us as we as we go through this journey <laughs> together um collectively as a as a production team and as an audience so uh new experiences for everyone what a, what a time we love the thanks boys for though. Th- we love the boys thanks, for, the, thanks you for, know I was at, the, I was gonna
2: say, at the end of the day we're doing this for and uh you know any anything done in benefit of the boys is not a thing done wrong so
0: Agreed. And uh, if anyone would like to send us one dollar or more, uh, that would be great because then we can uh, we can get the primo version of this, and maybe maybe you don't have the audio cutting out like that, uh, <laughs> or or it's something else. And uh, but still, a dollar would be appreciated um, because our uh, our lowly uh, advertising profits uh, will not cover the bills for this new platform yeah. if we decide to go pro. Uh, Will not. Will not. Basically, what we're saying is tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell your tell your your pets, <laughs> whoever, if you need to leave the radio on for your animals when you leave home, put on put on Friends and Low Expectations. Season one it's, it's, through season, one, season and one for the animals. Just season one through season two, episode eight. Now, um, it, I've, I've been told our voices will keep your animals calm um, in situations like this. So I don't I don't know. Uh, toothless seems to like it but uh other than that yeah so um enough about that thanks for uh great to see everyone philly <laughs> good to good to yeah. see you again just saw you this weekend that was fun yeah yeah i i can yeah. see, see,
2: uh, see the uwf legend himself this weekend that was probably
1: awesome sure read if you're listening um, we're still huge fans <laughs> still huge fans Dude, it was uh
0: it was like just before we get into the show, it was like such a cool, cool experience because first half of the, I guess first half of the game, we sat on the, the Charlotte sideline. Um, and once they were up like 42 to zero, uh, we decided to get to mosey our way over to the, uh, Western Kentucky sideline. And we had our, I mean, Joe and I had our, uh, UWF jerseys on. And like, as we're walking down the stairs, Austin Reed, like turns around and he sees us and he walks over like middle of the game just walks over to us and uh like starts chatting with us like while they're on a drive and uh he takes the pictures with us mid-game uh his parents were there at the game and they came up and chatted with us too i mean it was just such a cool experience and uh yeah. you know <laughs> not something that i was expecting to happen so uh definitely a, a cool experience for us
1: yeah for sure yeah, and I, I thought the coolest part was like he, he saw us coming and was
0: like, "Oh, I gotta go talk to those guys. <laughs> those guys <laughs> like the <to> party." <laughs> and then he proceeded to tell like everyone on the sideline about like this about these two, like I guess five people from UWF that are at his game. Well, I kind of like...
1: I kind of feel like so he was like, "Hey, he's like he took, took a picture and then his mom came down and was like I 'I gotta get a picture of y'all.'" And he's like, "I just want to get in trouble." And so part of the thing is, like, he was going back and telling all of his coaches about us so that, like, they were, like, not getting mad at him for going to talk to people in the stands, you know? <laughs> it was, like, in the middle of the game, and he was like, I'm just going to go talk it's to these guys. I
2: mean, it's kind of hard to be upset, though. It's like, at that point, you've already pulled your starter. You're winning by 50. Like, just, just let the man right. go have
0: fun. Like, right, I mean, right, right. Yeah, he threw for he threw for 400 yards and six touchdowns, you know? I mean, in, like, three which, quarters. by the
2: way, um, I, I'm pretty sure I said he would have a pretty mo- – I don't remember what I exactly – my exact quote in the chat was but i
0: said he was going to have a monster day i predicted i i texted philly we can go back in the chat and look at this but i said 400 yards and five touchdowns so i was i was pretty close
1: mm, that's not bad it's not bad
0: um i went i i channeled my inner Keith Stradamus myself and Ooh. uh put it into put it into action but, <laughs> put it in the atmosphere hey you were sending
2: the good vibes man you put out the good vibes and good uh, vibes. Austin
0: reed, austin reed gave back I think I think I think for that, I think that alone uh, deserves the uh, commission's good vibes of the week award. Austin Reed, <laughs> I think, I think, I, think he, vibes. I think he's earned it, I think he's earned it. And then he put out a video today uh, on Western Kentucky's uh, athletics page that they're wearing the big red helmets this week with the big oh. red visors. So I'm not saying that we kind of put this into action, but <laughs> we might have no, I'm Austin those visors. all the way back. And I'm not saying it's because of us. I'm going to say the, you can be the judge. I'm not saying he has the second most passing yards in all of FBS because of us, but he might.
2: I'm not saying he doesn't. Cheese <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, huge college football sickos, and so we follow Sickos Committee on Twitter, which is just a hilarious college football community if you um, are so inclined to college football. And they posted the the Western Kentucky, like, um, uniform reveal for this week and it was just a screen grab of the visor with the hilltopper <laughs> mascot and I think I just responded to him, I was like this beautiful and terrifying
0: all at the same time. <laughs> Dude and uh, in the video Western Kentucky's president has like the freshest pair of khakis I've ever seen. It's got it's oh. just got big red all over his khakis. I was <laughs> like Man, if Jim Harbaugh if saw, saw that and just put
1: his card on the table and said, G- give me some of those in Michigan. I need some of these packies." Super mm. cool.
0: But Love it. enough about that. Um, great to be back, fellas. We've got an awesome, awesome show uh, in store for y'all. I've, I've told the fellas this morning that I had a had a good feeling that we're going to have a great show and uh, we're going to speak that into existence. So uh, for so those do, of you,
2: today for sure.
0: Yeah. For those oh, yeah. of you who haven't caught on by now, uh, I am the commish. My name is Jeff. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Keith. Vodka,
2: whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer.
0: And uh, I can we can truly say this now, Philly. But joining us on the ones and twos, our super <laughs> producer, Philly so wow this yeah, is uh, I did,
2: I'm, I'm just grateful that you got the full the full stone cold clip because last time it cut off like right before the last and more beer and i was like
1: yeah i was hurt so i'm gonna have hurt. to go in just a little behind the scenes of how the you know what what's the how the sausage is made uh is what i never doesn't know um Jim Irsay knows nothing about sausage, by the way, and he knows everything about building a successful football team, according to Jim Irsay. Um, but I'm going to have to go in and... Uh... The upper
2: quartile. Of the upper quartile.
1: <laughs> right. The top quartile of the upper quartile. <laughs> Listen, all time. Listen, uh, I, how much Coke do you think Jim Irsay was on this morning? Yes. <laughs> the limit does not exist. I, I mean...
2: Have you if you just if you see pictures of Jim Irsay, like you? I mean, if you've never seen anyone on cocaine and you see Jim Irsay, you're like, oh yeah, that's got to be cocaine. I don't know for sure, but that's got to be it.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know, know exactly what so. cocaine looks like, but that's that's it. That's
2: that's
0: my guess. <laughs> I'd be willing to make a guess that he wakes up every morning, he draws himself an nice line of. Uh, Breaded pork tenderloin, because I don't think cocaine exists in Indiana, but he probably crushes up a pork tenderloin and snorts that bad boy, and then that's what—that's kind of what gets him going. Um, I'm not a scientist, but that, that's my guess. I'm picturing the visual of trying to snort solid meat. <laughs> he, he grinds it up first, you know, and gets it nice and fine, like a like a dust. <laughs> But well, yeah, it's probably pork tenderloin, not cocaine. I mean, even
2: if there is no cocaine in Indiana, it's probably easier at that point to get cocaine than it is to get
1: pork tenderloin dust. <laughs> I imagine Jim Ursay waking up in the morning like Michael Scott with a George Foreman at the foot of his bed, and he's just crackling some bacon, and bacon gets done he throws yeah, it in the blender, blends that pork shit out. Yeah, hey, bacon, he's is, bacon is a pork product.
0: Yeah, but Indiana yeah, just loves their fucking pork tenderloins Yeah, nice. I'm i I'm a hip
1: on Indiana culture. And That's I'm not right. upset about that you're either.
0: Not, you're not missing much. I count that among my honestly, I count yeah, among my, my
1: best qualities.
0: Honestly, it's just racing and meth. That's about it. And pork tenderloins yeah. <laughs> and pork tenderlines. <laughs> <laughs> fried pork tenderloin too. You can't not not just breaded, fried, yeah. But you know. Oh. Uh Keith, talk to me about our two-minute drill this week. What's the scattering report on it?
2: Oh man, I'm feeling good about this one. Um, we had some great matchups this week. I mean, we had a we had a couple, couple big ones, um, but the rest were pretty close. And I feel I feel good about this week. I feel like I'm not going to say we're going to be tested, but um, I, fe- I feel like we we've, we've got a good one for this week. So I'm ready for it. If you boys are ready for it, I'll get this yeah. timer pulled up.
1: You let me oh, know. I, uh, to... Go ahead. No, Just let me know when you're ready. I'm gonna. I got a little. A little a little vibes something, something. The vibes. You
2: can play it so I can get used to the get, get used to the rhythm here. Get this 10, bad boy started. You said we got about right. twenty extra
1: seconds on it. So. Yeah, we got about twenty time. extra. Like, and you're only gonna need a minute fifty, anyways. So I'm gonna here, here, my, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna That's
2: take my right. time. to play that bad boy. Breaking break a two minute
1: drill. All right, let's go, baby. All right.
2: And I'm getting us started here in three, two, one. 2, Burglars versus the Magic Skull Bus. In one of the better matchups of the week, the Burglars came in with a needing a win to stay afloat in the playoff race, but come up just short of the sur- surging Skull Bus. Burglars get Patterson back in a timely way, and he delivers two scores in his return. It sees little loss from the rest of the roster. Schoolbus gets solid outings across the board, led by Travis Etienne. Schoolbus takes this one. to get over 500,
0: 119.99. Death Taxes Kickers vs. Crafts Personal Massuits. Our game of the week features a huge upset as DTK steals, steals one from KPM who was looking to continue their rebound. DTK got big gains from Adams and Kelsey while DK and Tucker deliver solid nights. KPM sees most of his roster besides Eckler fall below projections and they drop their, three game, their third game in four weeks. DTK over KPM 122-109.
2: Michael Carter 3 versus tomorrow's Gridiron Gang, desperately needing a win to keep any hopes of salvaging their season alive. Carter 3 had a massive letdown after bouncing back in the win column a week ago. Moore and Carter led uh turn in the only respectable performances, while Gridiron Gang got all they needed from Cooper Cup, TJ Hawkinson, and Adam Lazar. Gridiron Gang takes this one 119.92.
0: Devonta's Inferno versus the Fighting Houseplants. Looking to continue their blazing start, Inferno continued their hot streak, seeing five starters drop 20 plus points led by Mahomes breakout rookie Walker and Tyreek Hill. The Houseplants had a decent day posting a score that would have beaten six other teams this week, with left big games by Drake and Curtis Samuel on the bench. Inferno win this one 172 to 120.
2: The Fellows in the Jets versus Heinz on my Johnson. The Who's Your Daddy game of the week features one of the more unlikely of daddies with the Jets. The Jets bust this one wide open, led by a historic fantasy day from Joe Mixon. With four starters on bye, the Johnsons failed to break 100 points and lose this one by 100. The Jets blast the Johnsons 187-85. Oh baby. Oh baby. That, that's the kind of performance we need to turn in right there. One fifty four coming in right at time, you know, not rushing the delivery. The the oh man, I'm just, the, the the theme music. I'm just getting amped up by this. This is this is running away with it, is my favorite segment. So Let's go, baby. We, the are, we continue we continue to cruise here. I'm pretty sure we've only got one loss on the season. That's what, seven and one now?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sounds yes. right good record it's a good record great record, good good
1: respectable. record.
2: Yeah, so, yeah some I mean. would
0: say the best record
2: some, yeah some would say the best record in the league i mean i don't know how many <laughs> other podcasts are doing two-minute drills but um i'd wager to say we're among the very best
0: yeah we're it's like we're not bad if we do if we if we if we don't skip uh the, or the week that we are in germany we'd have the same record as i have for our league as well we'd probably be eight and one
2: most likely most likely yeah took an early bye week this
0: year so yeah hate to, uh, it happens but it's a uh, uh, one of the things we had talked about last week and before we jump into our favorite waiver wire targets and potential drops uh, we do have the the clinching scenarios are starting to, to slowly uh, and steadily creep into to place we had the first clinch of the season this year um, and I think uh, this upcoming week is going to be a very very uh, telling uh, week in terms of where we start seeing some separation uh, in, the, uh, in the standings, um, and it's, this is going to probably be the, I don't know, we'll call it the do or die week for, for a lot of teams, um, but it, it's, I think it's really going to be telling. Um, I've been crunching a lot of numbers, and uh, funny enough, uh, the, the, from Fred through Joe, uh, no team is safe right now. There's there's uh, scenarios where Fred and Fern miss the playoffs, and there's scenarios where Joe somehow weasels his way into the playoffs. So there's uh, there's lots going to be a lot of fun uh, happening in these next uh, these next three weeks, and it's going to be super when exciting. When do you
1: clinch? When do you clinch? Me? I, I yeah. clinch this week. I, I, wow. I want to take a <laughs> second
2: and talk about Joe because normally we're pretty good about about shitting on Joe.
1: Um, not me. Not me. I'm a I'm a re- <laughs> reformed joe stan I'm joe and i are, joe, are <laughs> joe and i are best friends okay and if you say anything about him that i don't like i'm coming for you
2: i i, I want to sing joe's praises this week because i mean it's, it, it'd be easy. he's a beautiful it would be easy to write this. it would be easy to write this week off and say oh carl didn't have kittle didn't have cmc didn't have uh saquon barkley but i think even if all three of all those guys played um, he still wins this one easy. I mean, this was just an explosion. Um, I mean, even without Joe Mixon, I mean, he still puts up what 130. It's a it's a mm-hmm. solid week. Um, so, you know, we we have been joking um, the last few weeks of like, oh, he's built for the toilet bowl. I mean, you know, you you said so yourself. No one is safe, and if he's popping off at the right time, that that Tua pickup looks like it's a it's a clutch one. Um, that trade for Ramondre Stevenson continues to pay off. He's obviously got Justin Jefferson. I mean, you've got, you got four guys at the top of your roster right there that can definitely make some things happen with some, you know, some ACC Coastal-esque uh, magic here.
0: Well, it it requires a lot of help. and so oh, for, sure. for sure. I'm not going to say that, like, there's an easy way for him to get into the play. I mean, he has to finish the season four and eight. Carl has to lose his next three. There's, like... There's, you know, whenever you see the tiebreakers or the clinching scenarios in the NFL that are like a mile long, that that's where Joe's at. So he, uh, I'm not going to say like he's necessarily written off, but uh, it is definitely an uphill battle. Um, but like I said, I mean, I,
2: just going off the Carl scenario there, Carl, oh! you know, Carl had l- lost this past week. He's got you this week. Yeah. And he's got Fred next week, so um... not even,
0: like I said, not not an, it's a, it's going to be an uphill battle regardless, and it'll be it'll be fun because Gino and Austin also have to lose uh, their next three as well, so it's right. like, it, and then Joe has to outscore all of them as well. Uh, so it, like like I said, it it just uh, it's very convoluted, but it's not impossible. Improbable, sure, but impossible, never. Um, just like Kiefer for you as well, you need to probably win your next three as well. Uh, more yeah, more likely one, than one, not. Once
2: Ke- once Keenan Allen comes back, we're uh, we're going on a run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> notice no okay, in Keith's defense, he just said that he's gonna go on a run when Keenan Allen comes back. He didn't specify when that run was gonna be, if it was gonna be this hey, season. <laughs> His, oh, uh, even a
2: couple of weeks ago when you all hyped up when I was like, whoa, you know, Geefer's declaring he's in the playoffs. It's like, hey, it all depends on Keenan Allen. If he comes back, I, I feel okay. That's all I'm saying. I feel okay.
1: And I, <laughs> I, I I felt the same way about my roster. I said this back, like, when I was in ninth in the standings with one win. I said, I feel good about me. I feel good about my <laughs> roster if, if I finally like catch us. some breaks. I like
2: us. That's all I'm saying. I,
1: I like us. I, I like us. <laughs> we
0: should have... uh philly i'm the best you, in the nation philly you should have been cheeky and put put a keenan allen as your drop of the week <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, yeah I, I mean, we'll, honestly, we'll get to it but we'll get, i get, i'm, I'm trying to remind myself here uh to, let's uh to not but hold let's get the things into in let's get into these waiver wired uh targets and drops and uh, i'll kick us off with this one i think this one is uh, a <laughs> probably one that's well overdue uh at least looking back on the past four weeks um, I think the question here, fellas, is, is it Justin Fields season? Um, looking back over the past, since week six, he's scored over 20 points uh, in each week. I think he dropped uh, two weeks ago. He put up 40 points. He put up over 35 or th- over 30 points on, on the Dolphins this past week. I mean, he's putting up the past few weeks. He's been putting up like Michael Vick 2004 video game numbers. You know, I think he had 178 rushing yards uh, against the Dolphins this past week. Uh, I mean, just absolutely insane what type of numbers he's putting up right now. And the Bears are, like, finally figuring out how to really um, put his strengths and use them really well. And uh, it's obviously working for uh, his fantasy numbers and points. So I I would be surprised if uh, he is on the waiver wires after this week. Um, But I think he's one that's definitely, definitely worth adding. Uh, I mean, even Mike McDaniels told him to stop it mid-game last week when he was over on their sideline. Um, and if Mike McDaniels is telling you to do that mid-game, I think that's a good enough indicator for me that he should probably be on a roster.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just – I like how in the, the, the presser later he was like, he didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a – Mike McDaniels a treasure. <laughs> Absolute treasure. <laughs> But hey, you know, listen. uh, Running quarterbacks are a a unique breed in fantasy because they get that such added value for running the football and scoring on the ground, being you know worth six points as opposed to their passing touchdowns being worth four. So, I mean, if he's certainly looking like he's improving, um, and this, I mean, it could be worth it if you're a guy that um, you know needs that missing piece to make a playoff push. I think of like. Um, Cheese and Mo, for example, who have uh, quarterbacks who've been let down. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have (laughs) been great fantasy quarterbacks this year. So, you know, maybe uh, one of those are looking for an option to add a little extra scoring punch.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a great point. It looks like you're repping your, your player on your outfit for the day.
2: I uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going on, Brandon, a couple different ways here. Uh, number one, I'm going with the, the tight end streak. And number two, I'm going with a Buccaneer here. Um, but I feel like I've got pretty good reasons here. So I'm looking at Cade Otten this week, um, the rookie tight end out of Washington. He has really emerged over the last couple of weeks. The reasons that I like him, number one, tight ends are a premium in a 10-man league. We all know this. Uh, number two, he has double-digit fantasy points in three out of the last five weeks. Um, number three he has uh, participated in 80 or better 80 percent or more in snap and uh, snap counting for the last five weeks um, and for the last five weeks he's had four or five or more targets um, and this week he converted one of those into a touchdown so um, Brady has uh, especially in the latter portion of his career has relied heavily on the tight ends um, and it could be that kate Otten might be his uh, one of his new favorite targets so um if the bucks are able to turn it around and, and really get into their groove on offense he could be worth stashing um and just seeing you know how the relationship with he and tom brady develop so i'm um, looking at kate otten as my pickup this week
0: i think it's a good i think it's a good uh, choice and i think it's just converting those targets into receptions um the other thing i'd like to point out uh, not really fantasy related but if you squint your eyes kind of a little bit like i normally do uh, he kind of looks like like the, the great value tom brady like a you know you know you know you, you can kind of see it right if you're looking at his headshot. Yeah,
2: i can see it i mean yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like it's not like it's not like pronounced but like i could see where you're getting it from
0: he's got i mean he's got the part on the other side of, of his head but i mean great value tom brady i could i could see it you know but yeah i think this is a a cheeky one especially for people who might be needy for a, a tight end okay um, i put on here
1: yeah, put on here, uh, is there a running back controversy in Tampa Bay? That's what the beat writers think. That's what the beat writers are saying. Um, they are saying that they feel like Rashad White is poised to take over as the lead back in Tampa Bay. It's worth noting that last week he uh, had one fewer carry than Leonard Fournette. And we um, I mean, didn't have a ton of all-purpose yards, but um, in fairness to, to him, the Bucs haven't really had many all-purpose yards all season, so... Um, their offense has not been firing the way that we're used to. So, um, you know, I, for fantasy purposes, I, I, don't know if he's a pickup yet. Um, if you have space on your bench, if you feel good about your starting <laughs> roster, um, particularly if, if, you're at the tail end of your bye week situation and you are kind of getting back to, where you have a full strength roster and you can afford to drop some of those, those bi-week ads, um, he might be worth a stash, uh, for a late playoff run. Um, I don't think he's a person to start next week. Um yeah it's, and it may turn out to be nothing, but um, you know i I hesitate to um, go against somebody in a Tom Brady offense as we head towards the playoffs is what I'll say.
0: Yeah, I, also, uh, uh, just,
1: I, I think this might be a helpful segment for us, so particularly for the folks that um, that listen, all of you wonderful listeners that uh, are not in the league to know um, what came of our stuff last week. So last week, ads were, um, I'm not sure who picked who, We'd, we probably should put this on here, but um, I, I
0: typically have the first one, Keith typically Keith. has the second one, and then you're okay. typically the Well, it doesn't
1: matter, because Keith was listening last week. The two ads uh, were Jeff Wilson and Rondale Moore, and they are both on Keith's team. Uh, so Keith grabbed both of those <laughs> waiver ads from our show last week. Drops.
2: I just I just put in a claim for Jeff Wilson just to see what happened. I was going to pick up Rondell Moore no matter what, because um, I was because it, it was announced pretty early last week that Keenan Allen probably wasn't going to play. So I was like, all right, I'm going to need somebody. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, just because both of, them, you... both of them hit. Both of them hit, uh, even though Jeff Wilson was on my bench. I he, thought it was he, just be, he was he was always going to be a stash play, but kind of regret not having him out there.
0: I thought Obviously, it was just especially uh... when
2: Deontay Foreman got me like four points.
0: Actually, to be fair on this one, Keith was the first one. I was the second one. I put Rondo Omar. So thank you for taking my uh, thank you for uh, taking my fantasy advice, Keith. I know how much you value my opinion. <laughs>
1: I do. I do. I, I do also will you. say um, I I had put on there kind of a, a mix of Darnell Mooney, Khalil Herbert, uh, okay. and the Ravens wide receivers. Ravens wide receivers. Kyler Herbert got picked up. Um, a couple of the Re- Ravens receivers did. Um, Darnell Mooney is still sitting out there. Um, I don't remember if Demarcus Robinson got picked up, but. Um, we were pretty spot oh, on of who was going to get picked up, um, thanks in part to our co-conspirator here, Keith. For drops, last week we <laughs> had Chase Edmonds, who was on Cheese's team, and Marquise Goodwin, who was on Cheese's team. And guess what? <laughs> they are still on Cheese's team. So They're <laughs> both over. Cheese either really thought about- doesn't listen to the pod or doesn't care what we have to say.
2: I-, I really and truly thought about putting Marquise Goodwin on there again, but I was like,
1: <laughs> nah, I like, I like my other one. <laughs> For, uh, for gino better so and i put uh, looks, Tyquan uh Thornton and damian harris and uh we might have some updates on that for this week so we'll
0: see let's uh <laughs> let's talk about the drops now
2: i spoiler alert i'll go ahead and take on taekwon <laughs> thornton here <laughs> you know it's really it's time to stop being a homer it's time to let go of taekwon thornton i know you're a pats guy his performance like a month ago was a flash in the pan It's time to let him go. You're in a position where you can still salvage a playoff spot. You pulled a massive upset, but you need roster spots for guys who are actually going to do something for you. And uh, Tyquan Thornton is not that guy. For context, since his 21-point outburst in week six against Cleveland, he has posted 2.9, 2.3, and 1.5 and has his bye week this week. So you are going to go at minimum four weeks um before you see a productive game from tyquan thornton and that's assuming he has a decent game against the jets which i do not believe will be the case anyway so it's time to let tyquan thornton go gino i know i know it's very difficult for you to say no to past players but now's the time
0: but say so, this is a-
2: I, I need to get
1: the sarah mclaughlin uh, sad puppy music
2: <laughs> i will remember you but
0: Say this is a this is not the drop segment anymore. This is just a Gino roster intervention. Yeah, uh, this is a complete <laughs> intervention
2: broad boy here. Gino, I promise we're not conspiracy. We're, we're not conspiring against you.
0: It's just time to let him go. And speaking of people on Gino's roster that need to be dropped, uh, I put down Edo Benjamin for this week. Um, I think that one, I mean, he's a good handcuff uh, in, in case that. Uh, James Conner's ribs get damaged again, but I mean, since he was back, uh, he went. He he was only on the field for 27% of the snaps. Four carries, 12 yards, one catch for 15 yards, 3.7 points. That's just not going to win you a fantasy game or fantasy league at that rate. Um, there's going to be some some other good pickups for for running backs uh, that are going to be available for this week. Um, so you're probably better off dropping uh, dropping Eno Benjamin and looking to. Try and get some of these running backs that are at least projected to do more than he will. So again, not a not a not a jab at Gino, but more more just an intervention. Just a slight intervention. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I
1: I have
2: to pick on P, you. Know, it's only appropriate we pick on Gino.
1: Yeah, everyone's gonna get their week. You know, and this is just Gino's week. Nothing to it. You know, no big deal. Usually it's Joe's week. So. <laughs> You know we're, we're just we're here to help um i um I, i'm so i'm back and forth on this right now i put Jahan Dotson on here i own him um and um i keep waiting for him to come back from injury <laughs> uh i did the same thing um where have i heard I, that before we shot bateman um and <laughs> now he's on ir and so um, I'm giving him one more week. Okay? I'm going to see how, th- how things go. But this is just a, a a note to me that I don't need to roster somebody that's not going to play. Unless he goes on IR. And that could put him on IR. But I wish he would just go on IR at this point.
2: No, um, Philly, can you lower your voice for me real quick? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you just took a really unnecessary swipe at me.
1: <laughs> uh, actually, I actually thinking about that, but if you could learn anything from... From my the speech, then you know I think I did I did something well.
2: Yeah, honestly, I feel like just that I took that personally probably says all I need to know about Keenan
1: Allen. Uh, okay, at the uh, I don't want to say this at the risk of <laughs> a, the risk of a twenty twenty one uh, Joe esque uh, burn here. You currently, maybe not in the future. <laughs> You currently yeah. have a pretty good shot of getting him back should he come back healthy, based on your waiver <laughs> position. Yeah, probably. I <laughs> not to say you suck. Wow. I'm just,
2: nah, You know, listen. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need lube before you go in. So just you know, give it to me straight here,
1: <laughs> raw dog, baby.
0: Well, let's uh, let's dive into our new fan favorite segment that we've uh, how,
1: how uncomfortable ever. can we make Sam in one episode I
0: think that pretty, should be a goal for for the future you know pretty pretty uncomfortable
2: <laughs> I'm curious to say I feel like I, I feel like I know how to push Sam's buttons pretty good so I, I'm I like currently it. working on my degree in Sam Jimmy wrestling I've already completed
0: my Carl Jimmy <laughs> wrestling degree so it's actually only a certificate course; it's not a degree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's talk about our, our the, the new fan favorite segment. We had rave reviews on on the first time we did this. We didn't do it last week because we suck, and uh, we're bringing it back on a weekly basis going forward, whether we have guests or not. Uh, we'll we'll include them into this as well, and we'll kind of take it from there. Um, but uh, and and uh, maybe eventually we'll do big, scary face prints of people so that Keith can hold them up like Corso. Um, uh, Love it. If, if we can write it into the budget, which Carl will vote down. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's let's go into the, we have the, our, our picks of the week, game picks of the week. Like I said, we're going to keep these relatively brief, uh, short to the point, not going to spend a whole ton of time on it. But uh, we're going to go game by game and uh, make our picks for who we think is going to win this week? So first matchup. I'm match still going to send it. First matchup of the week, we have the fellas in the Jets versus Death Taxes and Kickers. Keith, I have you penciled in to kick us off. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, the, Gino hasn't set his lineup this week. He typically sets them like right before the game. So it's um, if you're going off of the line right now, you know you're looking at you know pretty heavy favorite for Joe. Um, I I just I i'm not sure about this one i think you're going to continue to see you know good performances from tua and justin jefferson um but i think really just the inconsistency outside of that is makes joe pretty difficult to predict here um but i mean gino is just as unpredictable um he's gotta he's gotta do something else at running back i don't like ezekiel elliott and he you know benjamin's clearly not the guy but really you know aj dillon's your only other option and they're going up against he's he's a second option as a running back anyway and they're going up against dallas um i am going to go ahead and give the nod here to joe um i think he'll probably you know have a, another solid enough performance i'm not gonna say that he you know pops off or anything but i think it'll whatever he puts up will be more than enough to beat gino this week so i'm gonna go joe here it's a
0: good try. interesting choice interesting choice um, I'll go next, Philly, and then you'll close us out for this first one. Um, yeah, it's a, it's the battle of which running backs are going to be less shitty this week. Um, I think the only interesting piece will be to watch on Geno's roster will be A.J. Dillon, funny enough that you mentioned it, Keith. Uh, Aaron Jones left the game on Sunday in a walking boot. Um, he had a, left an injury in that Detroit game, so if that limits him at all or he... Is uh, unable to play this week. We might see a uh, we might see a a good game from AJ Dylan. Uh, Joe's obviously in a tough position without having Joe Mixon and Ramon J Stevenson. Um, but just based off of this, I, I still like Joe uh, in this matchup against Gino. So I'm going. I'm going Joe. And Philly take us home.
1: Yeah, I um I really just don't like Gino's roster. Um which is tough. Like when I'm looking at it, um, both these rosters right now, and I know that um, what we said for Joe, you know, uh, he had, he's his two best players or two of his three best players are on by this week. And Joe Mixon or Mondra Stevenson. Um, so I, I just don't know if there's enough firepower. The only people I really trust to get you a consistent amount of points. I think Justin Jefferson probably gets you 20 points. Tua probably gets you 25, um, and I think those are pretty close locks there. Otherwise, I mean, Kyle Pitts could get you three. He could maybe score a touchdown. Um, I just feel like there's a bit more consistency. There's there's bigger boom potential for Joe's team, but a bit more consistency in scoring. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game either way, and I, I just have Gino edging him out just a little bit, um, j- just based on roster depth right now. I say that saying I hate Gino's roster. It, I, nothing about it makes me want to pick it, but I just um, I just feel like the consistency is a little bit better. And by that consistency, I mean they might all score ten points instead of all scoring five points. Um, not great consistency,
0: just consistency. Fair enough. Fair enough. The next matchup we have to chat about is our very own the Michael Carter Three, managed by Keith, versus the Bunghole Burglars. Olmo. Keith, you want to start us off again?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, this is another one where uh, Mo hasn't set his roster yet, so the point spread here isn't really indicative. Um, but notable, he's got Garrett Wilson on by. He's got Hayden Hurst on by. He's got Evan McPherson on by. Um, you know, still no J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, he's probably going to put um, San Francisco defense back into the lineup. Debo, if he's healthy, he's certainly going to reinsert him into the lineup he'll probably have to go with Darren Waller with Hayden Hurst on by or pick up another um, pick up another tight end if Waller's unavailable Um, I still like me here Um, just not really great options I mean you know at receiver this week he you know currently in his lineup he's got Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell Um, you know two guys on the Colts and they're just in very very bad shape um, Cordero Patterson coming back and having a pretty strong outing in his first game back, little cause for concern. I think I'm just, I, I'm not a very good team. I think I'm just better, just a little bit better. So I'm going to take me this week. Um, I think, I think Mo's just got too many holes to, to try and fill um, too many uh, bungholes. He's got a burgle before he can get back into the win column. So I'm going to go with me this week.
0: So if, uh, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, do you pick Mo or how, how does that work?
2: Keenan Allen doesn't play. I'll probably end up sticking Cortland Sutton in that slot and then moving, you know, probably moving Rondell Moore back into the flex, and I still think I'm probably probably got the slight edge there. I got the Dallas defense against Green Bay. Um, I think, you know, the line, what the Lions were able to do to Green Bay, I think Dallas should be able to have their way with them, and they'll have a solid outing for me. Um you know, Kyler Murray's been playing pretty well now that DeAndre Hopkins is back. I like Jeff Wilson against Cleveland. Can I just, can I just throw something out here
1: game for game you? Game. I know he let you down, um, but Donta Foreman uh, scored 31.8 points uh, two weeks ago. They played the Falcons. Do you know who they played this week? <laughs> the Falcons. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's probably going to go back in the lineup. Uh, just kind of, kind of want to see how things shake out. Look at uh, you know we'll, we'll make we'll make game time calls on Thursday evening. So,
0: all right, Philly, you, you started alluding to it about the Deontay Foreman edition. What's your pick? Your take for this uh, this game?
1: Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> similar to what to what Keith said, you know, I just um, we we talked a lot at length last week about Moe's roster depth and. You know what that was going to mean for him. Um, you know, moving forward and, and and trying to secure a playoff spot, um, and why a bunch of us didn't believe in his his ability to make it to the playoffs. I think it's going to hurt him here. Um, you, know, you can't guarantee Darren Waller is going to stay in. If you get Debo Samuel back, um, you just got to hope for big games. Um, for it. So I, this is a very similar to me. Uh, to the the Joe-Gino uh, matchup in that I I could go either way on this slight edge to Keith here. Um, but um, but I could also see... I mean, Mo's got enough boom potential that I could see him, him squeak out of win, but I'm going to go Keith here.
0: All right. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to... Uh... I don't trust Darren Waller. I've let that be known. I don't trust Darren Waller. I don't trust Darren Waller's hamstring. I don't, I don't, I don't. it's just all of it. Whatever, whatever the heck he's going through, uh, I don't think you can trust him to play. And even if you do play him, like what are the odds that he finishes the game? I think that's the big question too. Is he in for a snap and then he's done for the game? Um, he's probably going to put, Mo's probably going to put, you know, Amari Cooper in. For Garrett Wilson, he can switch Debo Samuel for Alec Pierce, and then throw a Nick Chubb into his flex, um, and obviously pick up need to pick up a kicker, um, and then play the San Francisco defense. So it, it, it's going to be a tight matchup. I think. I think it's uh, probably tighter than than what the predictions are showing right now, obviously. And it's going to be interesting to see what Geno Smith uh, can do against Tampa. He's been pretty good all year. Um, if he can continue that and uh, uh, turn the turn them to that def- put some holes in that defense. Then I think the Seahawks could have a big game as well. And then we'll see what Cordero's Patterson's usage looks like in week two. He was only on the field for about forty percent of the snaps, uh, and he had thirteen carries, forty-four yards, and a target for nine yards. So if they get him back in the passing game, uh, I think that'll really help his usage as well. And so we could either see him go up or we could see him go down. Um, I think for this week, and <laughs> as much as I dog on Mel. I gotta pick a. I gotta pick an underdog somewhere. So I think I think I'm gonna go with Mo this week. No, uh, respectfully, Keith. Respectfully,
2: gotta go with what you gotta go with.
0: That brings us to our next game and potentially game of the week material here. Uh, it's gonna be Devonta's Inferno versus the Johnsons. Keith kicks off.
2: Yeah, um, this is this is an interesting one. I do think um i do think this will be a potential game of the week um the current point spread it looks like both guys have set their roster we're looking at you know 155 153 edge for commissions uh inferno here and i mean you just you look at things from top to bottom and i mean it's it's nearly even here you know both quarterbacks projected for 28 um you know, Carl's running back's projected for better games, but your receiver's projected for better games. The tight end matchup is pretty even. Um, he's got, you know, you've got kind of a slight edge in the flex department right now, but it kind of um, balances out with um, Carl having the Philly defense up against the commanders. So, this is, I, I think, this is going to end up being an interesting one. Um, I am going to take Carl here. And I'm going to lock this one in as my dog of the week as well. Um, very slight underdog, but I'm taking him as my dog of the week. Um, I think, I think, I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like Carl's going to have a pretty bounce, big bounce back game um, after, you know, having so many guys on by a week ago. Um, so I'm going to go with Carl here. I'm going to go with Carl and I'm going to lock him in as my dog of the week as well.
0: Filster, what's your take?
1: Yeah, I um I I you know, it's not nice to keep echoing Keith all night long, but I I feel similar in and, and a lot of stuff that he said, you know, I think there's a lot of really close matchups, particularly uh if you go down at um, uh, you know, Mahomes versus Hurts, Kenneth Walker versus McCaffrey, King Henry versus Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins versus Stefan Diggs. And then you get to Tyreek Hill versus CeeDee Lamb, and I think Sam gets a little bit of an edge. Dallas Goddard versus George Kittle. I think Sam has an edge. Um, Chris Godwin and, and Christian Kirk are about equal to me. Um, slight edge to Godwin potentially, and then kicker in defense. And so, um, I just think there's um, there's just a bit more boom potential with uh, Tyreek Hill. To me, that it's the, the the key matchup there is Tyreek Hill versus C.D. Lamb and Dallas Goddard versus George Kittle. Um, and with uh, Terry Kill and Dallas Goddard being on Sam's team, I have a hard time going against Sam's team. So um, they have outscored, I just want to um, put this out there. Um, they have outscored the closest, the second closest team by uh, over 160 points on the season. Huh.
0: Uh,
1: Sam has f- 1,375 points for. And the next closest is fred with 1221. Um, so i just it's just hard to stop that firepower i am going to go with sam wow
0: yeah that's uh it's crazy uh thinking he, like he does points against and, yeah, he, yeah. Like he hasn't looked hmm? at that well commission's acting he point, doesn't think... already know how good his team is well, I think the, I think the crazy piece for me is comparing like these stats from last year to this year because I look at my my it was like the you know the max points for your your max projections and I was like leaps and bounds ahead of everyone last year. I think I had like a few hundred extra points at the end of the season and then, but my my actual points for were like you know significantly lower because I tinkered too much and uh, you know played the wrong people, the wrong weeks, wrong matchups. And uh, this year it's the opposite. I think my my max points for is only a hundred more than what my actual points for is, So I've been pretty good in there.
1: You don't have a a tinkerable roster this year. Like you do to an extent, but you have some, you're pretty clear cut who you need to start.
0: It's a, it's a set and forget. Um, it was harder when Brees hall was still playing, but right now it's set and forget. Um, but to this week, um, this is a tough one. And I, I, I was looking at the matchups this week. Um, and uh, I don't love my matchups of who my guys are going against Tampa Bay obviously you got a good, pretty good defense Denver has a pretty good run defense uh, Cleveland can be stingy you know there's uh, there's lots that could happen that things that, that potentially couldn't go my way and, and uh, Carly has some juicy matchups I mean Jalen Hurts against Washington Christian McCaffrey against the, the Chargers who are the, the most injured team uh, in the NFL right now, Saquon against Houston. If you watched what Derrick Henry did to Houston a few weeks ago, that should be a, a tasty matchup as well. D Hop against the Rams. You know, CD against Green Bay. Like these are all really, really good matchups for for Carl. Um, and I think just based on matchups alone, I think Carl has the edge. And I'm going to take I'm going to take Carl over myself because uh, maybe the opposite will actually happen and I'll win. But um, Carl's in a must-win mode, and I, I think that he's going to get the win. W this week. Next one, uh, we got another, uh, another one that should be a good one as well. Uh, two teams on the playoff push. Um, we got Gridiron Gang versus School Bus. Keith?
2: Yep. <clears throat> um, this one here, I am, I'm going to just uh, come right out with it. I'm going with School Bus here, and this is also my lock of the week. Um, roster's aren't set right now, at least it doesn't appear. So, um, right now it looks like uh, Austin's got a pretty, um, pretty heavy favorite, but I don't think that's going to hold. Um, Travis Etienne is really coming into his own. Um, you know, he's, he's had you know, just a, a string of good performances, double digits, each of the last five weeks, um, 18 or more in each of the last three, and he's got five touchdowns over the last three weeks. Um, So with his emergence, um, you know, looking good there, Uh, the receiver pair of Waddle and Evans um, just looks too good. And I think really when it comes to Austin, you really just need to survive the initial barrage of Cooper Cup. Um, You know Cooper Cup is going to give you, you know, 25, you know, 20 to 25 points at minimum. And then, you know, if he catches another touchdown, you know, catches an extra touchdown or two, you're going to get, you know, a pretty big day from him. But the rest of the roster is really inconsistent. We already talked about Aaron Jones a little bit, his game in a walking boot. Um, Damian Pierce, he's, you know, definitely come on, uh, definitely been one of the better rookies in the NFL this year. But going up against a pretty good Giants defense, um, Michael Pittman has been pretty inconsistent throughout the year. um, And the Colts are just not very good. Um, Hawkinson is definitely moved to a better situation in Minnesota. Um, from the Lions, but going up against the Bills this week, um, I don't trust anybody on the Packers, so I'm not <laughs> a big uh, fan of Lazard here. Um, and you know, you got the Bengals be on by, so he's going to have to you know stream a defense there. Um, you know, when he fin- when all the tinkering's said and done, um, you know, James Conner's probably going to go back into the lineup. Um, he'll stream a defense, and um, you know, maybe he ends up inserting you know Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, as a slot, I don't really know there, but um, I think once all the the roster tinkering um, settles here, um, we'll we'll be looking at you know a pretty even matchup. But I think um, bus is going to continue the uh, continue the hot streak here, and uh, I'm going to lock this one in as my pick and my lock of the week.
0: Philster, talk to me about your own team. <laughs> yeah, I um, you know, I got to keep the good vibes rolling
1: here, and I got to go with me. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle. I don't. I don't consider myself a lock at all. Um, it's a tough bye week for me. Um, Burrows out, um, so I'm kind of relying on on Marcus Mariota, who's had some. Uh, he's he's had some. When he's been good, he's been good, and it's been a good chunk of the season. I think he's only had two or three kind of down games, um, and so I'm, I'm hoping if I can get 20, 25 points out of him, um, you know, a good twenty points from from Cook and ETN, and then, uh, another, you know, decent day from waddle. Um, Mike Evans is going to get the targets. It's just a matter of, if, he, if I can get a touchdown or two from him, um, that's going to set them, you know, kind of set him over the edge there for me. So, um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about my flex. Um, and I'm gonna have to stream a kicker. And so that's, um, that's a big part of my concern. Uh, it's just not really feeling confident about that last roster spot. Um, and, and, and Dawson Knox is hit or miss. My hope is that if um, Josh Allen misses time, Case Keenum's gonna, <clears throat> gonna check down um, to Dawson Knox a bit more um, if he's getting flustered. Um, so we'll see. Um, the Likens have been good about getting getting to the quarterback uh, all season. And so um, if that's the case, then you know, dump passes to the running back or the tight end are, are likely, uh, so that's my hope with Dawson Knox. So all that to say, I, I gotta keep going with me. I gotta keep the good vibes going. Um, if I get the win this week that gets me to six and four, it doesn't lock me into the playoffs by any, by any means, but it gives me some room to lose uh, week 11 or week 12. Um, and, and still, ha- you know, still have a shot at getting in. Um, yeah. You know, I moved up from ninth in the league to fourth in the league. Um, I've won, I've won four straight um, and I've won five of my last six. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, but I, this is by no means an, an easy task. And, um, We'll see how it goes. Um,
0: I think if uh, if Philly has Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow, I think this game is <laughs> not even close. Um, Marcus Mariota is going to be hit or miss. Uh, I, I think it's going. I think this will probably be a game of the week material. Uh, when everything's said and done, um, end of the day, I think Philly gets the W. School bus. And our last matchup of the week, we have the Fighting House Plans versus Kraft's personal masseuse. Keith.
2: Yep. Um, this one here, I, I mean, I wish we did our show a little bit later in the week because I'd really like to know more about Josh Allen's injury. Um, the report from, uh, from Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, is a potential UCL injury. For those not familiar, that is basically the – um, when people say they need Tommy John surgery, that's when they blow out their elbow and they blow out their UCL ulnar collateral ligament. Um, for MLB pitchers, that's um, that's a, a near career death sentence. You're almost never the same coming back from those. Um, but the recovery time is at minimum like a year. So if it's, if it's the worst, then I think Fern's season is nearly over. Um, but really, if Josh Allen has to miss extended time, his roster is in trouble because – he's really been the only sense of consistency josh jacobs has come on really strong um in the last few weeks uh but has you know seemed to come back down to earth here um in the last two weeks um, 17 points over the last two weeks when he had you know a string of three straight 30-point games um uh, tony pollard and the kid dallas cowboys are one of the most frustrating situations in the world to me because if anybody but jerry jones owned the cowboys tony pollard would be the starter um, but because Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys and he, I don't know, Zeke Elliott must have dirt on Jerry Jones. And so he Jerry's committed to Zeke Elliott when he shouldn't be. So who knows? You know, is Tony Pollard going to play and be the main bell cow? Or is he going to resume that, you know, kind of third down back role? Um, we've talked a lot about the receiver situation for Fern all year long. And it's, I mean, it hasn't really gotten much better. Um, Curtis Samuel's been okay. Um, but really inconsistent. Um, Chris Olave has been good, um, you know, good to even, even great for a rookie, but the Saints offense is just, you just can't trust it. Um, Jonathan Taylor has really come back down to earth this season after, you know, just a monster explosive year a year ago, and who knows if he's even going to play. So um, I think there's just too much. Um, too many question marks with Fern's roster for me to like. You know where they're positioned right now. Um, you know, even if Mark Andrews were healthy, he's on bye this week. T. Higgins on bye. Kenyon Drake on bye. Baltimore defense on bye. So he's going to have to p- uh, piecemeal a, a team back together. Um, and I think really just the weapons on Craft Personal masseuse here, Fred's team are just um, he's he's just a little bit too deep. So I'm going to go Craft Personal suits here. Um, and I think this is, uh, this is a fairly easy one for me.
1: Filster. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to be uh, flashy here and, um, and kind of pick the, the underdog. Um, uh, I want to go, if you can call six and three versus six and three an underdog, um, but the UCL injury is the big thing to me. If Josh Allen plays, um, then I've got I've got Fern. Um, <laughs> it just it's hard to bet against Josh Allen, uh, particularly with Lamar out on um, on bye. If Josh Allen's out, that levels the playing field completely, um, and you know, and Fern's going to have to find um, a quarterback to fill that in. I don't know. I. I still have a hard time going against Kraft's personal masseuse. Um, I, I, if DeAndre Swift comes back and is the guy that he's been pre-injury or, or pre-being out, uh, and you combine that with Austin Eckler, like that's probably 80 points right there. Um, that's a hard deficit to come back from, um, no matter who you are. So I'm gonna have to go with uh, KPM here uh, over over Big Bird. Okay.
2: I'm actually, I'm actually going to change my lock here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Kraft Personal Masseuse is my lock. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying. Uh, pretty confident in saying, Josh Allen, even if he doesn't miss extended time, is probably going to miss this week out of out of caution, if for no other reason. So, I'm going to switch my lock here and go with KPM.
0: Good to know. Uh, yeah, Fred's team is just pretty dynamic. Um, even with Lamar Jackson out, you put in mediocre Dak Prescott, fine, whatever. I hate it. Um, I just think that yeah, Fred's got a more complete team. Uh, I mean, he can put in, he can throw in miles. I mean, I'm going to Ross St. Brown for Juju if he wants. You know, there's there's some good options that he has. Fern's team is, uh, if, yeah, if Josh Allen's out, no, there's no question about it uh, that KPM wins um, if he plays. There's probably more chance that way, but yeah, things are, things are coming back to reality, but I'm going to go KPM. Let's talk about our locks. Um, Keith, I've got you noted down now for KPM for your lock of the week. Uh, I didn't announce mine previously, but I am locking in Joe to go back-to-back wins uh, and get a get a win streak, a win streak going, continuous win streak, I guess. Um, over over Gino Philster, who do you got for your lock of the week?
1: Um, I've been I've been struggling with this. Honestly, I've been trying to think of it the whole time. Um, I'm gonna go with the easy the easy lock of the week. Um, not favored by very much right now, but I just we talked about it earlier. The firepower, uh, Devontas Inferno. Um, it's got to be my lock of the week. Hmm. That doesn't mean I don't think that Carl will put up a, a game of it, but I just it's hard to bet against it.
0: Let's talk about our underdog of the week. Keith, I have you listing the Johnsons currently. Is that where you're locking in?
2: I, yeah, I'm going to ride uh, with the Johnsons here to get the upset over the best team in the league, Commish's Inferno.
0: I'm going to lock in uh, the Burglars, Mo, for the upset of the week. Philster, who do you have? Upset of the week. Um did you pick Man. an upset this week? I don't think you did. Know, at least in our picks, you did not pick an upset.
1: No. So. Well, I'm I'm trying to you know save save some of it for you know mm. the rest of the con- oh, kind of some content, some content for the boys. Uh, I guess I, I guess based on um, my picks here, just based on um, projections, and I know the rosters aren't fully set, um, but um, I don't. I, it's tough to pick, I would, I would say the card of three would be the uh, upset, of, or not, sorry, not the card of three. Um, that Texas kicker would be the upset of the week if they can pull it out over yes. the fellas in the Jets. I know it's not fully set, but based on mm-hmm. the current projections, um, I'm going to have to go DTK. Uh, it's hard to say that a four and five team is an upset over a one and eight team, but um, <laughs> just based on the matchup this week, that would be the upset.
0: And- our last pick of the week, we've got our sleeper pick of the week, and this is a player that you think is going to overperform or uh, go over their projections for the week. Keith?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of struggling with this one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at people's rosters and, you know, pick somebody who's currently rostered. Last week, uh, Philly picked, uh, picked an unrostered guy as his sleeper, and I don't think anybody ended up picking him up, but he still ended up overperforming. Um, so I'm just having a hard time with this one. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing anybody that really stands out to me with good sleeper potential. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with George Kittle here as my sleeper. Um, I like his matchup against the Chargers. I think that's probably going to be a, a decently high-scoring affair. Um, Kittle has been um, really kind of wishy-washy this season, um, but he's you know come on in the last couple weeks. Um, and I'm going with this mostly because I think he's projected a little low. He's currently projected at 12.6. Um, I like him to you know get at least 60 yards and a touchdown, um, which would be exactly 12 points. Um, but you know in a few catches there, so I'm going to go Kittle here, and I'm going to say he gets 18 this week against the Chargers.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've been looking at some of these projections, and I I don't necessarily love anyone that I was looking at. The one I would have picked maybe, but I don't want to go back-to-back, I'd say Brandon Ayuk again. I think he's got a good matchup. Um, The other one I was looking at was maybe Devonta Adams against the the Colts. Uh, The Colts are kind of a mess right now, and I could see him going well over 16 points. Um, But I think I'm going to go with Cordero Patterson I think he's going to be my guy For this week He's only projected for 14 points right now But I can see him going for closer to uh, Probably 20, 22 um, The Panthers didn't see him last time When, when they played And I think he had a new dynamic And uh, I can see him having a really good game this week Closer. what do you got for your sleeper? I'm going to will it into
1: existence here. Fantasy gods, fantasy gods, <laughs> fantasy gods. Um, I don't know if you all noticed, but the Panthers are really fucking bad. They are <laughs> very bad. Um, and they just got their ass whooped. Um, and what should have been, or very well could have been, not just the greatest fantasy performance of all time, but maybe the greatest performance performance of all time. Um last week by Joe Mixon. Um I mean, he was averaging 60 yards a carry. That is insane. So, uh they're very bad and with them being very bad, I am going to take Marcus Mariota as my sleeper. I need him to be my sleeper. <laughs> I need him uh to have a great day for me. He scored almost 30 points last time they played the Panthers, which was again 2 weeks ago um and the panthers are coming off of a short week after having traveled to cincinnati um and the falcons are coming just up the road from atlanta so it's not as much of a trip Uh, so i am rolling with marcus Mariota. he's predicted right now
0: to get 19.6 points okay that's going to lead us into our hot seat we got to get up with like we got to have a good soundbite for that maybe like uh fireball from uh oh, yeah. we'll do we'll do this something I feel, like,
2: I feel like there's, there's got to be a good like spicy sound bite or something or maybe More. like uh, jim carrey
1: from the mask when he's like smoking well, well i have i have, Ooh, I, have I mean I and mean, i have so hot many pockets.
2: like he's a world famous waffle son that shows some respect
1: if you're we doing waffle house still i'd be i'd be set but so in the We'd meantime we'll just do this fuck us <laughs> We could just, maybe, maybe the, the, I hot love co- Mike Leach man hot pockets, him, him closing all the chairs on the sideline. Uh, you don't get to sit down. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> but, Mike Leach is a pleasure, man.
0: Let's uh, let's chat through these. I guess we have three on there currently. We can feel free to add more to this if we'd like, uh, but we've got our mainstay Joe, uh, joined by his fellow long-term, uh, Member Keith, and uh, gotten Mo on here for a few weeks now as well. Any any additions? Any insight for this fellows?
2: Not oh. for me. I think these are these are probably the three at this point who are are probably in the most trouble. Um, I you know, I did go on record and defend Mo last week. I think he really um, with Cordero, uh, Cordero Patterson back now. Um, you know, he's just kind to survive this, you know, kind of last wave of injuries. And um, <laughs> if Debo comes back and, and plays, um, I think he's okay. But I picked me to win this week, and that would drop, um, that would drop mode officially to 500 and would put him firmly on the hot seat after starting, what, five and one? Um, so, yeah, that's right. um, yeah, I think he's really the only one that's, um, kind of worth discussing beyond, um, myself and, and Joe, just cause our records are so poor. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. looking at this and thinking about, um, playoffs, right. And where we're gonna be, um, in the toilet bowl. And so, um, looking at that, you know, I think, I, I think it's a long shot that, that Joe or Keith make the playoffs. Um, but, I think they both have strong enough rosters to get themselves out of the hot seat jam in the toilet bowl. Um, The person that I that I think would, if I was if I was them, and if I am teetering on the on the edge here of not making the playoffs, uh, that I'd be worried about going into um, toilet bowl would be Gino. Um, I think you know to 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 Keith's point, like Mo has been on the decline and. He still has some some tough, tough couple of weeks as as some injuries clear up for him um, to to get you know kind of out of the clear and either make the playoffs or or feel good about his roster in the toilet bowl. Um, Geno's his team has been underperforming for a while now, and they've not really been injured. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's a shadow of himself antonio gibson is not to be trusted you know benjamin's probably not going to play very much anymore Devonte adams is extremely hot or cold um scary terry is is the same just doesn't have as high of a ceiling as Devonte adams uh travis kelsey is the most consistent person on his team and uh if, if i'm gino i'm buying a travis kelsey jersey if he gets you out of <laughs> out of the hot seat um but, the, you know, going to his bench, Trevor Lawrence, super hot or cold. Zeke's probably not even the starter in Dallas anymore. A.J. Dillon um, is not going to well, see any noticeable problem. time. Year. Was that? I said that's the problem for Tony Pollard is that he is. He shouldn't be, but he is. right, well, right but like he, but to that point, like he's not. He's still not producing. He's the starter, and he's still not producing at the record that the rate Tony Pollard is, which yeah. is not good. Um, Michael Gallup, so, I mean, if you look at his – at his bench there's nobody there so i know he's not we haven't we don't have him in the hot seat here i would add him um he's he's under 500 um he could take another l this week to joe um and he's sitting at four and six um and you know like if if keith gets the win like we think he is he's three and seven um
0: so i i just uh i don't know i'll keep my i'll keep my thoughts brief on this um I think that, like I said early on the show, this is a very telling week in the league. Uh, This is where, you know, uh, dreams are made and also nightmares begin, I think, uh, in terms of fantasy. Uh, If Mo manages to get a win, um, I think he's probably off of the hot seat. Probably. Uh, I think if Gino loses again, he's firmly in the hot seat. Um, but if Gino wins, maybe he's you know maybe he's a, a step a step closer to being clear. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this week is like I said. I think this week is going to be probably the most telling or one of the most important weeks um, in terms of playoff picture. And this will be really, really, uh, really determine what what the rest of the season is going to look like. Um, doesn't it's not like Mo has an easy schedule going forward either. He plays me week eleven. And then he closes out the season against Austin, which will probably be a tough game as well. Uh, Gino, obviously, like we said, tough week for Gino. He's got—I mean—he's going against Philly in uh, Week 11, and Philly's got a handful of buys, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then uh, Week 12, he's going against uh, against Fern, who again won't be an easy matchup. So both of them don't have an easy schedule. Um, and, and like I said, but it all starts Week 10. Uh, in this week and this will this will make or break your season folks so stay tuned and that's uh, that's going to lead us into our favorite segment of the show Mail Time Mail Time Mail Time
1: We've
0: got two submissions this week
1: folks I think we should do them both as a, as a thank you to the boys for showing up this week I think we should do them both I'm good with that that's fine what we, uh, uh, <laughs> so we
2: got we got two submissions this week one from our our main man borrow Barl, big barlito what is your favorite microsoft program so we've been uh, making a lot of jokes about borrow and excel this week so i think we can all agree that borrow <laughs> is probably excel um uh, du and Gonzaga. My last two uh, last two jobs have both been Microsoft campuses, and I've come around a lot to Microsoft Suite. I'm a big Teams guy. Um, yes. I it's probably at this point my preferred mode of of work communication. And you can run all of the um, Office Suite products from within Teams. Um, I currently use it a lot to schedule um, our student staff for. Um, positions um, through the shifts feature, so I'm gonna go with Teams. Um, it's just a real versatile one that allows you to the freedom to use all the other ones. Kind a of messaging feature, um, calling feature, video chat feature. So I'm gonna go with Teams. It's uh, it's kind of a cheat code because it's it's really all of them in one. But that's my go-to.
0: Nice. Yeah, I was to say I'm not super familiar with it. We've always been a Google suite. One uh, of my past few jobs. Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'll go Team Borrow here. I'll, I'll pick Excel. That's the one I've uh, kind of been learning the most, how to use and using, learning more formulas with it, and uh, all of that. And uh, I just kind of. I, I think there's so much I have to learn about it, and I think that's kind of what I like most about about uh, Excel. So I'm gonna go with Excel.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I would probably go Excel if, if Commission pick it. I don't want uh, to be late here and the same thing as everybody else I mean, excel that, does have a ton of um, things and i find myself going to excel I and mean, then we're we're google um in my work but i found myself going to excel <laughs> doing whatever i need to do and then uploading it up into google um later as far as building it out but i um a little little philly story time when i was in uh middle school we um you, you know you get like computer time or whatever and I would go on at PowerPoint and make stop animation um, <laughs> uh, like videos on PowerPoint um, <laughs> where you, uh, you know, you kind of just click through and it would, it would be um, wow. I, I didn't want to say what I was making, but it was wild stuff. Uh, we could talk about it off air, but, um, but yeah. Saying, was- I think you, I think you've already basically said
2: it. So <laughs> without saying it.
1: No, I honestly don't think that you would know what I what I made. Um, so anyways, all I to say, leave um, it at that. I will leave it at that. But uh, I love PowerPoint. Um, you know, something about, like, I, I think there's a point in, like, every um, kid's life when you're, like, learning these sweets or whatever, and then you find out about PowerPoint and you think you've got, like, a basic thing. And then you realize that like, you can change the background and you can make things dissolve in and out. And then the first time you present with it, you have like 45 different fucking transitions. <laughs> and you're like, everything is typewritered in and flies in and it's way it's too ridiculous. Um, it's, just a, it's just a fun program to learn. So uh, I'm gonna go PowerPoint.
2: All right, right, that locks us in for our, uh, our go-to Microsoft program. Our next question. Um, just an absolute, another absolute banger from cheese who's been just dropping absolute bombs. Uh, last week he decided not to submit, um, to give everyone else an opportunity and nobody else submitted. Um, but this week, so you are in charge of throwing the most kick ass party of the year in order to pull it off and flex on all your neighbors. You'll need, you'll need help from all the fellas. Who are you putting in what role? And how do you use all the fel- and you have to use all the fellows with no repeats to ensure the party goes down in history? Um, assign each person, uh, each member of the league, a role and explain why you put them there. So, um, the first role is party planner. So pick a theme for them to pull off, um, and one fella in that role. Bartender slash drink slinger. So pick a pick a fella to run your bar and pick a signature drink. Um, DJ uh, press play, so your, your go-to guy to uh, run your, run your uh, tasty licks, um, pick up a guy, and then pick an anthem for the playlist. Um, chef excellence, so the guy who's going to bring that, that dish that makes the party. Um, pick the dish and then pick the fella. Um, your hype man, somebody to keep the vibes alive here. Um, so pick somebody for that. Your security guard, got to protect your stuff, pick a guy for that. Um, your dance floor expert, guy that'll get the people out on the dance floor and moving. Um, your drinking game leader, your guy that's really going to set the tone for the party um, from uh, you know, a debauchery standpoint. And then your last role, the cleanup bitch, um, <laughs> AKA, a.k.a. the pledge. So um, whoever, gets, uh, whoever gets cleanup bitch is probably going to be uh, pretty upset, but... Um, but yeah, excellent question. Another, another top one from, from cheese. This is a great one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to start with this one. I'd I'd like to, I usually go first. Uh, I'd like to sit back here.
0: Oh Lord. All right. I'll kick us off. Um, Oh geez. There's so many that I want to put Keith in because having (laughs) known him for so long, I could see him filling so many different roles uh, that would be just hey uh, a sidebar deal.
1: sidebar before I forget we need to bring back uh, DZ Tasty Licks <laughs> nobody
2: uh, liked it nobody got invested in that
1: like no, Sam no, and I we did. don't yeah we don't need to like necessarily have a like a Zoom call every week for it but even just like a, a group text where we where we add to the, where we determine we could vote in the text where we add to the playlist or something I just enjoy the Tasty Licks man. I, I still use that playlist in the gym every once in a
0: while. Well, I just, I've transitioned to uh, the, uh, Keith and I have a joint playlist. Of, like, oh, a, yeah. Like it's, it's curated by uh, Spotify. Um, so, like, it just, it takes our algorithm for what we listen to the most, and it creates, like, this beautiful, uh, just... Okay, I'll go fuck myself. It's, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. It's, uh... we,
2: we can we can we can make a, no a no Keith no no. I don't. Is
0: that okay. Well,
2: no, listen, no. Before you get all before you get all upset about this, we made this playlist long before we started the podcast. This this playlist at this point is like two years old now.
0: So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll be doing the podcast. Let's uh, let's let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this going. Party planner. Do I have to pick a theme? Do I have to pick a signature drink, or am I just picking a person and that's what no, they're You, you gotta pick them.
2: a theme. I think you gotta you gotta pick their you gotta pick their thing too. That's that's what this is what he's wanted. Okay, so blame Jesus cheese. Christ. This is so. Good. Blame cheese for the the perfect question.
0: Well, uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to do short and sweet. Uh, <laughs> party planner i just want
1: the boys at home um, to you know that every every week when we record this sam is equal parts super excited to be on this podcast and equal parts ready to go the fuck to sleep the moment we hit record the moment we hit record <laughs> oh, yeah. sam's like all right can we be done already like, we haven't even That's, gotten to yeah, show yet it's like,
2: it's like his, his energy is at an all-time high right until the moment we press play and then he's like all right let's speed through this
0: let's <laughs> yeah, get we done the we fuck got, up yeah. here." <laughs> we got we got timelines we got deadlines um you're right. wasting
2: free time now this is all on you buddy. Yeah. Right. pick you. a
0: theme uh the classic theme is going to be hoes and dinosaurs i think that's a all-time classic <laughs> it was a meme for a that's long that, time that's, that's a classic one <laughs> it was on r frat forever it was like we need to pick a social we need to pick a theme for our social and everyone was always just like hoes and dinosaurs just as like a comedy thing. And I think it'd just be fun to see someone actually put it into practice. Um, so who do I want to, who do I want to plan it? Um, I have no fucking clue. Um,
1: Here, let me, let me just, for the sake of the gonna... let's just say, let's just pick the person. Okay. Okay. And then, fella, as you listen to the podcast, whatever you were picked for, put that in the chat. So if you if you um, gotta pick for party planner, you gotta pick you gotta put put a theme in the chat. If you gotta pick for party planner and then chef excellence and then dance floor, you gotta put one one for all three of those
0: in the chat. Okay. Um party planner. I think I'm gonna go with Philly for the party planner. He seems pretty organized for the most part. Uh, for the bartender. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick Gino because Gino's idea of bartending is just mixing a bunch of random drinks together and calling it a drink. Um, hey, pot on kettle. Yeah, I'm going to go with kefir. That's
2: literally what you and, and Austin Van Valkenburg used to do. You just put shit together and then called it, like, the money juice. And... That was actually
0: a recipe. That was actually a recipe I found online. Oh, so. was it? Yeah. No, but Gino would just take, like five different alcohols, mix it together and call it a finisher shot and then give it to the people. That was his idea of a fun time. Me. All right, but you're going to be my bartender, Keith, because I like your taste in, in uh, bourbon. Uh, the DJ, I'm going to go with DJ Rosetta Stone, also known as Fred, uh, because he was actually a DJ. Um, Chef Excellence. Jeez, um, I don't even know who can cook. To be honest, um, I'll go with myself. That's fine. The hype man, I'm going to go with Gino security. I'm going to go with Carl, uh, dance floor expert. Shit. Who do I have left?
2: You got Philly, Mo I got Philly's my party. Joe. What's that? Oh Philly, yeah, you're right. So you got Mo, Joe. Uh, me and Philly have both already been taken, so
0: I'll put Fern as my drinking for Act Two people. To do Fern and Joe, I guess. <clears throat> Who am I missing? Mo's gonna be my cleanup bitch. <laughs> You're just missing Joe now. Oh, yeah, you got I Fern and Joe there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm missing someone. But I'm so tired. Austin. Duh. Who's <laughs> so tired? Oh, no. Shit, I'm gonna move people around. Austin's got to be security, has to be. Uh, Fern will be my dance floor expert. Don't know why, but he he gets the people going. And then we'll put Carl as a drinking game leader. Carl and Joe. That's what I got. This was a lot more harder than I a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. Hmm. Keith, you wanna share yours? Yeah, yeah. All right. So
2: um, party planner, uh, I'm going to go with Commish here. You're one of the more organized people I know. Uh, whenever we plan trips, it's usually you and I putting it together. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you to plan my party. Um, bartender, drink slinger, I'm going to go with Mo. Mo just seems like an interesting character here that, you know, will probably put together some wild mixtures, but they'll end up just working. Um, So I'm going to go with Moe there. Um, DJ, yeah, I'm going to go with Fred here. Um, Chef Excellence, I'm going to go with Austin here. Um, I have personally, you know, Austin and I used to live together, and we used to grill frequently using the HQ grill. Um, So I can can vouch for his grilling abilities. So I'm going to go with Austin, and it's going to be like, you know, kind of burgers, dogs, brats kind of deal here. Um, Hype Man. Oh. This one, I I don't know. I'm going to come back to that one. Um, I'm going to go with Joe for security. Um, Joe is just a very, for me, he's just a very stoic guy. He seems like if he, he seems like if you assigned him a role like security, he would probably take it very seriously and do it well. So, I'm going to go with Joe in that slot. Um, Dance floor expert. This one is tough. I think. Uh, let me see here. Actually, I'll skip down. I'm gonna go with Gino as as cleanup bitch. <laughs> uh, drinking game leaders. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with my myself oh. and Barrel. Um, and I guess dance floor expert—that needs the filter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rely on Philster's uh, dad dance moves to, to carry us here. So, um, I think that's got everybody. You missed hype man. Oh, hype man. Who do I have left? Um, you get Fern. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Fern as the, Fern as the hype man then. Um, which I, I, actually, I don't, I don't hate that pick anyway. Um, you know, it's difficult to be in a bad mood around Fern. So. I'll go with Fern as the height
0: man. All right, Filster, take us home.
1: Who am I for? I'm forgetting somebody too. Dude, My is not you Get got... this
0: late at night. Get this okay. late at oh, night. Okay, old brain man. <laughs> stops working. You get tired. All right, party planner. Uh, I got Joe.
1: Um, for the for the similar reason that you would pick him for security, Keith, I've got him because I think he would take the job seriously, and he would feel. Um, Like his weekly awards are an indicator to me that he would be like, all right, this is my job and we got to make this shit rockin'. Um, so that's my party planner, um, bartender, drink, slinger, commish. He's, he's got a, he's got a taste for the bourbon. I think he's a little probably sophisticated. He likes some good beer. He's been brewing some beer. I think he's got the inside scoop here. Um, no surprise three for three Fred, pick an anthem for the playlist uh you are the dj my guy um chef excellence i'm going mo here um i feel like mo has a couple times in the chat on like a sunday talked about the food spread he's got going on at the house um he seems to have food on the forefront of his mind on a sunday which is a you know a darty day and so uh Ooh,
2: it's i'm gonna say the best day to darty
1: the best day to darty is a sunday and it seems like Mo's already got food on a mind for the darties. so <laughs> All we gotta do is just transition that to a party and we're good to go. Um, Hype man, uh, I I don't really know where to put me, to be honest. So I just put myself here. Um, I feel like this is like the glue guy thing. I feel like um, I'm not necessarily high energy, um, but I think I'm definitely the guy that's gonna go around, it's gonna chum it up with everybody, you know, keep the vibes going, um, you know, in, in the facility. Security, borrow, baby. Barl is an immovable object, (laughs) all right? That man, you don't want to see that man in the post, and you don't want to see that man at the front door if you're a little trash and you're trying to get into a party you shouldn't be in. So, uh, Barl's at the door. Uh, dance floor expert slash gets the people going is Fern, and I guess it would be Austin here is the person I'm missing. Um, both, both, just just one person
2: here.
1: Oh, is this one person? Oh, sorry, it's, um, it's two for drinking games oh two for drinking that's even better even better um, oh, yeah. that's an elite tandem for the drinking <laughs> team for Philly <laughs> uh, dance floor expert gets people going Fern um, I don't know that any of the guys are dancers I'm just going to say that I don't think any of the guys in the league are, are a dancer so the Fern pick here is just going with the guy that I think people are going to be like yo I just want to hang out with Fern honestly and they go to the dance floor drinking game leaders, elite tandem here. Keith, cheese, game over. Uh, and then clean up fish. <laughs> sorry, Gino. You're the clean up, bitch. Uh I don't know how else to put that. Um, you're really the clean up fish because you're going to be too trash the rest of the party to, to be relied on for anything else. Um, and at the end of the, at the end of it, I think he's going to be like, sorry, guys, I just got a fucking hammer. Can I help you clean up? And he's going to help clean up. So,
2: oh, so you're just picking him because you think he'll end up volunteering for it anyway?
1: Yeah, I think he's just gonna. I think he's gonna get. He's gonna be trashed the moment he walks in the door. He's not gonna be able to be relied on for anything else. And at the end of the night, he's gonna feel bad about being so trashed so early. And he's gonna help clean up. He's not gonna do a great job of it because he's trashed. But he's gonna help, and none of us are gonna do anything. So, that's some picks
0: classic great
2: question another another great question from cheese dare the fellas picks if you're watching and listening um if you were assigned a role that you particularly resonates with you drop it in the chat let us know uh let us know what your you know what your item would be for the role that you were assigned
0: and if you're not one of the fellas and you're just a, uh, you know random Soccer player for Charlotte FC. Let us know which uh, which role that you would like to, to hold, or, and even if you're not a soccer player for Charlotte FC, let us know which role that resonates with you as well. So we'll have a uh, we'll have the questions open on. I think it's probably only accessible on Spotify. I think that's where they actually yeah, show the, the questions. Offer, no. I don't think it. I don't think it offers on Apple, which is what we're saying. But um, if you're you div- if you're say, Division folks, Two
1: National Champion quarterback for. Hmm. Uh, now for a Division One, Conference USA team, uh, you also could submit that as well. And you may yeah. or may not get invited to the next party.
0: <laughs>
2: and but, if you're one of our listeners in Germany that likes to tune in every once in a while, we'd love to hear from you.
0: We are definitely worldwide. We're Worldwide, we're, baby. Pitbull. I was looking at this the other day. We we have listeners in Germany, Austria, UK, Canada. Maybe it's just people listening through a uh, VPN. Uh, who knows? But uh, we appreciate Appreciate all our listeners that we have. So, Um, well, folks, that that wraps up this week's episode. Told you it was going to be a good one. Good vibes. Good vibes only, fellas, right? Good vibes only. Excellent vibes. Immaculate. Um, But you know what they say. Keep those standards low and your expectations lower, and we'll see you next week. I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. You'll be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket. Spit a couple raps. I get a check and Johnny Cash. shit I smash it? I let your mama rob my yeah, son. Yeah, sure. nobody gonna
2: fuck with
1: me like I do.
2: Gotta be. <laughs>